I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. In the Echoes podcast this week, we remember Vangelis. The legendary Greek electronic composer died on May 17th in Paris after complications from the COVID-19 virus. He was 79 years old. Today, we're going to replay our feature on Vangelis, originally produced in 1999 as he was one of the 10 icons for the first 10 years of Echoes back then. I reproduced it with newer material in 2009 when he was one of the 20 icons of Echoes for our 20th anniversary, and again in 2020 when he was the sixth of 30 icons for 30 years of Echoes. You can tell that Vangelis has been an important part of Echoes from the very beginning. I was fortunate to interview him twice, once in 1982 for the show Totally Wired, and again in 2001 for Echoes. I'm into, into nature, really. I, I, I listen to a lot of natural sounds, I think, which to me, I mean, when you listen to a thunder or say this is a natural sound, I mean, come on, it's the same thing with the synthesizers, it's exactly the same. Electricity, energy, <laughs> it's amazing. I think I'm quite lucky to, to live in that, that century that I can really enjoy all those instruments. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about Echoes Online. You know, you're probably going to be traveling somewhere this summer where you can't hear Echoes, but you could take the perfect travel soundtrack with you by getting a subscription to Echoes Online. Echoes Online gives you 24-7 on-demand access to Echoes shows. There's also exclusive online-only streams and Echoes shows without the talking just the music. Just get the free Echoes app on your cell phone and you can take Echoes with you pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. Whether you're lying on the beach in the Caribbean, bombing down an interstate in the Midwest, or moving through the ancient sites of Europe, Echoes can score your journey. Go to echoes.org to find out more about Echoes Online. And now, let's remember Evangelis as Kimberly Haas brings us this profile of this iconic artist. It's 1982, and Evangelis has just won the Academy Award for his soundtrack to Chariots of Fire. The Greek keyboardist didn't take much time to savor his Oscar. He was more concerned about its consequences. One of the dangers now, a big risk today after the huge success of Chariots of Fire, maybe people, they think that my next album is going to be like that. And every time they call me, they say, you are number one here and there, and you have <laughs> platinum there, double platinum there, I mean, whatever, I'm, 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 I'm terrified. Because how am I going to convince those thousands of people that really, this is just one moment. In his Nemo Studios in London, he was already putting the finishing touches on a darker, more sinister soundtrack for the science fiction thriller Blade Runner. Back in 1982, when we first interviewed Van Gallis, he was a handsome, burly man with jet black hair and beard. When we saw him again in 2001, he was a little more burly, and his long hair was streaked with gray. But the composer was no less an imposing figure, as he punctuated comments with a wave of his thick cigar. Born in Greece in 1943 as Evangelos Papatanasio, 
He says he was a self-taught musician who began playing at the age of four. Even then, he was looking for new sounds. I played tunes, and especially my own tunes. I used to open this big grand piano we used to have at home, and I used to pull the strings and, and create incredible noises, sounds out of And I drive my mother crazy because she thought I'm going to break the piano, but I never did. I was not 100% satisfied but with one sound, the conventional piano sound. And then, of course, when I had the synthesizers, you know, everything changed. Vangelis left Greece in the early 1970s during the political upheaval there and took his rock group, Aphrodite's Child, to Paris. When they broke up, the synthesizer allowed Vangelis to be a one-man band. His first solo album was Earth, but it was the next recording in 1975, Heaven and Hell, that established Vangelis' reputation for orchestral synthesis. When I've done Heaven and Hell is the, the period that I had the minimum collection of electronic instruments at that time. Maybe I did it with one or maximum two very simple synthesizers. Uh, but I mean, I tried to produce this, this orchestral big sound. Vangelis didn't just play synthesizers. At one end of his studio was a stage covered with tubular bells, timpanis, congos, and just about anything else you can bang on. His music frequently uses folk themes and instruments. On China, Vangelis dedicated an entire album to Asian ambiences, and in 1979, he returned to his own Greek roots. Odes was an album of folk tunes sung by the renowned Greek vocalist and actress Irini Pappas. And this music until two years ago, everybody used to play with conventional instruments and it's like a museum piece. And because of this, this music dies every day. Now, I play that music that I learned when I was two, three, four, I don't know, as, as long as I remember, and I played my way. It's nothing to do with the conventional way. The, the songs are exactly the same, uh, the feel is exactly the same, but the way of expression is different. The synthesizers they bring a much more universal way of expression. Whether Vangelis is composing a film score, crafting an electronic orchestra, or playing pop tunes with Yes singer John Anderson, he says he doesn't write any of his music down, but simply plays it spontaneously. Always is the first take I do. I don't play one synthesizer at a time. Mm -hmm. 
I play three or four. So immediately you have a spectrum of sound quite important. As if to prove it, Vangelis moves over to his bank of electronic keyboards and begins to play. He quickly sets up a Baroque-style sequence and begins improvising with multiple keyboards on top of it. Two decades later, when Vangelis mounted his composition Methodia for orchestra, choir, and soprano singers, nothing had changed. You might think he slaved for years over this grandiose, hour-long work. Methodia took one, one hour to compose. It was from top to bottom. Methodia conductor Blake Neely transcribed Vangelis' synthesizer version into orchestral form. He actually plays everything at the same time and he's got this special customized um, setup that he had specially made with foot pedals. I mean, he's orchestrating as he plays. He feels a oboe, so he'll bring in the pedal of the oboes and then, uh, you know, bring in the strings, bring in the choir. And it all goes on a tape live. And all of those great masterpieces of Vangelis, you know, Chariots of Fire, Conquest Paradise, they've all been one takes. He just does it says, I'm happy with it, let's mix it, we're done. Although he began as a pop musician in the 1960s, playing in Aphrodite's Child, Vangelis' own image of himself is more of a classical composer. I think that this piece, Methodia, is classical music. And I think that in 10 years, 20 years, people recognize it as classical. He's always wanted to be recognized as a great composer, not a synth composer, not a new age composer, not a film composer. And this may be the piece that people finally say, oh, I get it, you're, you're a composer. No category applied. Despite all the orchestras, Vangelis remains true to his synthesizer roots. To this electronic icon, technology is as natural as a drum. When you listen to, to a thunder, or say this is a natural sound, I mean, come on, it's the same thing with the synthesizers, it's exactly the same. Wind, the air, I mean, the, the water, everything. It's the same thing. Electricity, energy, amazing. bringing us a profile of Vangelis. He died on May 17th due to heart failure. He was 79 years old. His output had slowed considerably in the new millennium. Outside of his score for the movie Alexander in 2004, he had no major film soundtracks. And after Methodia in 2001, he went 
15 years without a new studio recording. For the last five years, he released three albums, including the excellent and slightly retro Rosetta recording, which won him the 2016 New Age Grammy Award. Many were surprised when Vangelis wasn't tapped to score Blade Runner 2049. The original Blade Runner score was reissued in a triple CD format back in 2007. His last album was Juno to Jupiter, released last year. Vangelis and Klaus Schulte gone within three weeks of each other. That is so hard for me to take as both of these core artists had more music left in them. I've got a personal memory of Vangelis that I wrote on the Echoes website. That is at echoes.org. I've also republished our list of the 10 essential Vangelis albums. That is also at echoes.org. I'll have links to both of them in the posting for this podcast, which is also at echoes.org. Next week in the Echoes podcast, it's electronic artist Michael Whalen. His album Imaginary Trains is Echoes May CD of the Month. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next time, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want. <laughs>